Good morning, everybody. Happy to have you along with us. New study from Western University this week pairs perfectly with the return to school. The uh, study found if a uh, parent is concerned about their child's reading ability, it's likely something that needs attention. Parents obviously know their kids pretty well, so if you have a concern, the study really says it's worth your time to follow up, do something about it. To talk about it, we're joined by uh, Caitlin Bryant, leader author of the study and assistant director of Western's Mary J. Wright Child and Youth Development Clinic. Appreciate the time today. Having me. So what made you want to uh, look into this? That's a great question. I mean, actually, uh, early in my training as a school psychologist, um, we would, I would hear a lot from parents about their concerns about reading. And I went looking for research on, you know, how much can we trust these concerns? Like, do parents know what they're talking about? And there really wasn't any. So it was really exciting to partner with some other researchers at Western to be able to ask a lot, uh, get some data on a lot of parents. Um, have they ever been concerned about their children's reading? And then those kids were given reading tests so we could really see if parent concern uh, kind of corresponds with reading difficulty. I want to get into that aspect in a moment, but first, what did you find with the study? Yeah, so we found that whether or not parents are concerned matches whether or not their kids had reading difficulties on these tests over 80% of the time. So, like, parents have a pretty good pulse on on how kids are doing with reading, and I think that helps us to know parents to feel more confident and also professionals to feel more confident in trusting some of these concerns. I think it's pretty common, you know, for parents to say and wonder, am I doing this right? Am I, you know, are we screwing up? Are we making mistakes? Uh, so how do that, which kind of gets into what you're mentioning before, like people, parents are concerned. It's good to be concerned because you want to, you want to do the right thing. But how do you know if that concern actually matches with uh, maybe what needs to be done? Absolutely. And I mean, what I would say is parents feel incredibly guilty about these things. And oftentimes, they're not really the determining factor in in how their child is doing with reading, but they are picking up on these early signs of difficulty. So parents are going to say things like, you know, he loves reading, uh, being read to, but he doesn't really like doing the reading himself. Or, you know, she seems really bright. She's good in these other areas. But man, like she just doesn't seem to remember what what she read. So they'll make comparisons to uh, other skills their kids have, to their other children's abilities. Um, And then they'll just pick up on signs um, uh, if they're seeing their kids read, like whether or not they're enjoying it or their level of frustration. And these types of signs in combination, maybe with feedback from teachers, um, uh, can help parents get a sense that maybe there might be something going on. Do you find sometimes parents don't follow up on their concerns? Yeah, you know what's interesting? The study did find there is uh, actually a a group of parents who didn't say they were concerned and their children did have difficulties. So it's hard to know in a study like this what that means. Like it may be parents said, we're not concerned, we're already getting tutoring. Uh, It may be parents saying, we're not concerned because I think he'll grow out of it. Or it may be parents saying, we actually have no idea Uh, that something's going on, but there definitely is a group of kids who have reading difficulties whose parents maybe aren't aware or aren't concerned, but the majority of kids who do have reading difficulties, their parents are concerned. You touched upon it a moment ago, but how can you tell if maybe your child's reading ability is maybe not where it should be? Yeah, so some of those signs, your child's emotional reactions to reading or engagement with reading, if their skills in reading seem different than their other skills can be one way. 
It can be very difficult for parents and even teachers to judge just by watching kids read actually if they're where they need to be. But um, a kind of rule of thumb is if the book is really appropriate to the child's grade level, so the text is really at the right level for that grade, they should only be making a couple mistakes on a page. So if your child is is bringing home uh, or is is looking at grade level material and they're making a number of mistakes, that's a pretty good sign that something isn't, isn't as it should be. And I think parents of struggling readers, that's a very common experience, like they're kind of stumbling, they're missing words, skipping words, um, saying the one word one way and then the same word in the next line, you know, it looks like a different word. Um, so I think some of those, uh, just the degree of struggle and the number of mistakes kids are making, I think can also be a, a sign. How important is it to, you know, to follow up on this so that if kids are maybe struggling, they can uh, some, get some help because there could be some embarrassment for a child, maybe a little bit older, that's not at the level they should be. And then they won't want to talk about it and this kind of like kind of snowballs. Yeah, extremely important. And you're so right. Actually, kids as early as grade one and grade two can be experiencing the emotional consequences of reading difficulty. And the window for the best case of teaching kids, especially to learn those early reading skills, like how to sound out words, is actually kindergarten, grade one and grade two. That's when our interventions are the most effective. So this is definitely not a wait and see situation, which is the feedback that a lot of parents get, right? Like they'll grow out of it, give them some time or, you know, he's just very active or, oh, you know, she, she likes other things. So I think it's super important to get on this with the effective supports as soon as possible and the supports for parents who are really often struggling um, alongside their kids in these situations. What supports are there for kids or for parents to help with the reading ability? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, obviously the school is a great place to start and there's um, some changes coming to the reading curriculum and the way that reading uh, is assessed in school. So it'll be interesting to see how that's looking in the near future Um, as well. I mean, sometimes uh, like local libraries uh, can be helpful. And I think what I would say is the advice of to parents just to read to their kids, that's very beneficial, but that's not the make or break for whether kids uh, who are struggling with reading are going to learn to read. Um, so parents whose who, who kids are struggling maybe in the earlier grades with things like um, sounding out could maybe work a little bit on those common words um, and just make sure that the books their child is trying to read is not too difficult for them. But we also offer some screening programs and workshops and things at the Mary J. Wright Child and Youth Development Clinic at Western. So if parents want to learn more, I'm actually doing a webinar in the next couple of weeks uh, that's on our website. Parents could check that out as well. That would be great. Uh, just finally, what do you hope uh, people take from this study? I just hope people take that apparent concern should be taken seriously and that, and that a wait and see approach is really not the way to go so that kids can uh, get the help as early as possible that, they're, that they need. It's a really uh, timely and important study. I certainly appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me. That's uh, Caitlin Bryant, a lead author of the study, assistant director of Western's Mary J. Wright uh, Child and Youth Development Clinic. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone. And for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, 
and all podcast platforms.